wants to go to with me to the book of 1 John. And I'm going to look at one verse, and that's 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. 1 John chapter 5, and I'm going to look at verse 4. Well, you got it. Uh, just blow your horn if you got it. All right. <laughs> Listen, it, it reads this. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I'll say that again. I'll read it again. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I am wanting to talk to you a little bit about the difference uh, between faith and fear. Uh, between faith and fear. There is a great difference between the two. Uh, when God called us into the kingdom of God, he called us into a life of faith. He called us into a walk of faith. You read your Bible, uh, you'll read that a lot of, all of the men and women that God used had to walk by faith. They could not walk by what they saw. They had to walk by what they heard and what they knew to be true uh, in their spirit. I am very interested in knowing how this that we're living in, this time that we're living in, one thing I want us to understand is that God is not surprised by nothing that takes us by surprise. You can't surprise God. You can't shock God. You can't uh, blow God's mind because before anything was, God was. And before anything that, that existed, God had already existed. There's nothing that can uh, surprise God. COVID didn't surprise God. Uh, a disease, a pandemic did not surprise God. Nothing can surprise God. So, with that being understood, when God called you and when God called me, he called us into a life where we have to walk by faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, in other words, faith cometh by what I hear. But I can't just hear no anything in order for my faith to develop and for my faith to be strong. My faith is on a particular diet, if you will. My faith is on a particular uh, uh, uh a particular lifestyle and that is I have to hear the word of God without the word my faith becomes weak without the word my faith becomes nothing my faith uh, only lives and survives off of the word of God so faith cometh by hearing but I want you to understand that faith doesn't just come by what you hear but fear also comes by what you hear your your, your fear is fed by what you hear and uh, when we look around in the news and when we look around uh, in the TV and on the social media, you can see a lot of stuff that can cause us to fear. But aren't you glad that God knows how to combat fear? The scripture teaches that God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I wish you, if you got somebody in your car, look at them and say, I don't have a reason to fear. You don't have a reason to fear because of who you serve. You don't have a reason to fear because of who's on your side. You don't have a reason to fear because of whose kingdom you are part of. There is nothing that can overtake our kingdom. There is nothing that can overtake our God. There has never been a battle that our God has lost. There will never be a battle that our God will lose. I come to tell you that your God is strong. Your God is mighty. Your God is powerful. And you need to put your faith not in what you see on this outside, but you need to put your faith in what you in who you believe and who you serve and that's God Almighty God Almighty how uh, uh, he is he is our God the scripture teaches that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God in other words 
God has always been here. And I, I can rest at night. I can rest in uh, wherever I am. I can rest wherever I go because I know whose side I'm on. I know who I serve. I know who is on my side. I know who's looking out for me. One scripture say he go before me and make the crooked road straight. He goes on. He goes before me and bring down the high mountains. I don't have no reason to fear. My God is powerful. And I can look at anything. I can look at any situation. And I can tell that situation you're going to have to bow down to my God. I said I can look at my situation. I can look at my circumstance and say you're going to have to take a bow to my God. Because there's no mountain. There's no situation. There's nothing that can stand in the way of my God. Because when my God is ready to move, you're going to have to get out of his way. When he's ready to bless me, you're going to have to get out of his way. When he's ready to deliver me, you're going to have to get out of his way. Because nothing can stop my God. Hallelujah. Nothing. Nothing can stop our God. And so anything that is born of God, you don't realize, but when God saved you, you became a part of a family. When God saved you, you became a part of another family. I know you may be a part of the Jackson family or the Willis family or the Williams family or, or the Jones family. But when you became, when God called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, you became a part of another family. You had another blood running through you. And the blood and the DNA that runs through me now, we are victorious. We got victory. Y'all don't understand. I say we got victory. We are victorious because of the DNA that we have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you have to understand and, and, and see, the enemy wants us to see defeat and he wants us to see fear. But see, now I'm living in a day and I'm living in a time where I got to trust God more than I can trust what I see. Because the scripture teaches that the things that I see are temporal. If I can look at it, it's temporary. If I can look at it with my natural eye, it's temporary. It's going to give away. It's going to go somewhere. The car you're in right now, it may be good, it may be durable, but it's only temporary. You Eventually, you're going to have to buy another car. Eventually, you're going to have to do some repairs on your car. But I tell you that my God, he's not temporary. He's eternal. The scriptures say he's from everlasting to everlasting. I said, my God is eternal. Hallelujah. And so you have to understand that whatsoever is born of God, when God called you into his family, you became a part of another family. You became of a, of a family that's victorious. You became a part of a family that's got victory. You became of a family that ain't defeated. You became a part of a family that don't know what failure looks like, sound like, or feel like. Because in God, we always win. We're never defeated. We're never stopped. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to tell you. That you're not born when God saved you. You came out of your natural family and you came into a supernatural family family. You came into a family of other believers that know and sound like victory. And so then he says, whatsoever is born of God. Listen, he says that you have already overcome the world. Let, let, let me, let me read it again to you. He says, for whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. You overcome the world. And listen, that word overcometh with an ETH at the end means it's an ongoing thing. Which means every single day that I wake up, you make hell nervous because there's another day for you to sit up here and overcome whatever he throws at you in your way. 
every morning that you wake up every morning that your feet hit the floor you make hell nervous because you are saying you, your your presence your your waking up says to the enemy it says to hell that i must be a part of another family i thought that the last situation that i put you through would have took you out of here and made you walk away and give up on god i thought a pandemic was going to shut you down but ain't you glad for jesus when you're born of a family that he's on the inside of you and you're on the inside of him he said that if my word abide in you and if you abide in me listen i don't care what you're facing i can overcome it would you look at somebody in your car around you and just say whatever i'm facing i can overcome it yes he says he says that you overcome the world and listen this is the victory this is the victory that overcometh the world I said, this is the victory that overcometh the world. The, the, count it not strange that your name of the church is called victory. Count it not strange that you are part of the victory family. Because the he says that this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even your faith, not your fear, but it's your faith that overcometh the world. It's your faith that gives you the victory. It's your faith that causes you to step over stuff that you should have tripped over. Hallelujah! Glory to our God. You don't realize, but your faith, your faith in God, your faith in his word. See, when you believe and when you trust that God cannot lie and that God will not lie. I, I got to make a pause here because I want us to understand that you don't serve a God that lies. Would, would you look at somebody and, and just tell them God cannot lie? God cannot lie. If God said it in his word, it is so. If God spoke it, it shall be just as he said. I don't care how long you got to wait. I don't care how long it takes. God's word cannot lie. And he is not going to lie. He don't have a reason to lie to you. He don't have a reason to lie to me. If he said I'm blessed going in, guess what? I'm blessed going in. If he said I'm blessed going out and blessed in the city, blessed in the field, I'm going to pack up my bags and just know that I am blessed. Because he said it in his word. He said in his word. Listen, he said in his word that by his stripes, I am healed. I don't care what disease. I don't care what pandemic. I don't care what sickness tries to overcome in my body. He said it in his word that I'm already healed because of the stripes that he took way back on Calvary. I come to tell you, I may have symptoms, but I can look at my symptoms and say, you got to bow down because the Bible says I'm healed. His word is true. His word is true. You have to look at yourself sometimes in the mirror. And you have to encourage yourself. You have to sometimes take a take a preacher moment in your mirror and just look at yourself and begin to encourage yourself that it ain't gonna be like this always sometimes you just gotta look in the mirror and be able to say it ain't gonna be like this always there's a change that's coming into my life there's a change that's coming into my family there's a change that's coming into my situation there's a change that's coming into my finances we used to sing a song when i was growing up and i just want to share it with y'all but the song the lyrics said i got a feeling that everything is gonna be all right and i just want to tell you that I don't care what you're facing, what you're dealing with. I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. My Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Did you hear what I said? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Shout hallelujah. It's coming in the morning. 
Sometimes you got to tell weeping, you know, you could be in a situation that got you crying. You could be in a situation that's got tears coming down your face and ain't nothing wrong with crying. There, 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 your tears. God gave you those emotions. God created you to have those emotions. But sometimes I got to dry my tears and look at myself in the mirror and say, son, Jerry, I don't care what it is that we're facing. We're going to get through this because of whose side we are. I promise you, I know too much about him that you're going to make me start down them now. He brought me through this. He brought me through that. Sometimes you just need to go down memory lane and look at the stuff that the Lord brought you through. You Sometimes you need to go down memory lane and look at the stuff that God brought you out of. You need to take a jog down and look at how he brought you out of the house of depression. Look how he brought you out of the house of sickness. Look at how he restored your marriage. Look at how he promoted you on your job. And sometimes it'll put a praise on the inside of you. You know, I don't understand when people sit there and act like they don't have a reason to praise God. You know, if I never get a house, if I never get a car, if I never get more money in the bank, I got always a reason to praise God. And if I don't praise him for nothing else, I praise him for saving me. I praise him for bringing me out of darkness. I praise him for lifting me up out of the miry clay and putting my feet on a rock to stay. Shout hallelujah! Glory to our God. Glory to our God. You don't realize, but I always got a reason to praise him. Every time my feet hit the floor, I got a reason to praise him. If I'm looking at the white of your eyes, you're looking at the white of my eyes, we got a reason to praise him. Because somebody didn't wake up this morning, but here you are. Hallelujah. You got your right mind. You you got the activity of your limbs. You're able to dress yourself. You're able to go to your own bathroom and nobody having to do it for you. And then you got the nerve to drive up here to Victory Church this morning with your right mind. And you know your name. And, and we sit here and act like we don't have reasons to praise God. Man, if I was you, I'd blow my horn all day. I'd blow my horn going down the street. I blow my horn in Walmart. I blow because I got a reason to bless him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's something about our God that just makes you want to praise him. It's something about our God that just makes you want to worship him. He's so good. He's so kind. He's the Paris of 10,000. He's a rocker. He's a rock of ages. He's the battle shield. He's my battle axe. He's the one that fights for me. He's the one that healed my diseases. He's the one that forgave my iniquities. He's my God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm telling you right now, I got more reasons to bless him. I got, and listen, it's, it's, it's something about praise that, 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 in, that encourages your faith. It's something about praise and, and praise sometimes I have to look back at some of the stuff that God has done. You know, when, when we talk about a testimony, it's more than getting up and saying that, 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 that some of the stuff that I hear when we call testimony. But see, a testimony is, is, is some undeniable evidence that you have seen or that you have heard. When you talk about a testimony, it's some evidence that you personally have seen and you have heard. Now, if you've been in the family of God, if God, if, if you've been born of God's family, if God has been good to you, if, if you've been saved for any amount of time, even if you've been saved for an hour. You done seen the hand of God that have moved in your life. You you have seen the hand of God move in your body. You've seen the hand of God move in your finances. You, you got a testimony. Sometimes you got you to retrieve some of your testimonies to look back over your life and see the stuff that God has done for you. And it'll put a praise on the inside of you, my sister. It'll put a praise 
things on the inside of you, my brother, that, that'll make you sit up there and say, Lord, if you done did it way back then, if you have done it before, I know you can do it again. You can look, you, you might have been sick before and might be sick right now, but if the Lord healed you back then, you can look at your sickness right now and say, my sickness will not overtake me, but I'm going to overtake my sickness because of the God that I serve. Hallelujah. I'm trying, I'm trying to behave on this stage. But I, I'm, I'm starting to feel God move on to the inside of me. Because when you start talking about his goodness, and when you start talking about his, 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 uh, his, his majesty, and when you start talking about his power, even if you ain't want to lift your hands, there's something in you that'll make your hands go up. And even if you ain't want to open your mouth, it'll make you start opening your mouth and saying, Lord, I thank you. Even if you ain't want to press your horn, it'll make you start pressing your horn just to say, Lord, I thank you. Glory. He says, be of good cheer. Jesus told his disciples, be of good cheer. For I have already overcome the world. Now wait a minute. He tells me that my faith, my faith is the victory. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. Then Jesus tells his disciples, be of good cheer. In other words, you ain't got no reason to be crying. Ain't no reason to be depressed. Ain't no reason to be oppressed. Be of good cheer. Uh, In other words, y'all be happy because I've done the hard part. Lord have mercy. Jesus, Jesus told his disciples, I've done the hard part. Be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. Oh, shucks. Be of good cheer because I've already done the hard work. You get to do the easy work. All you got to do is believe in what I've already done and just walk in it. But I've already done the work. He says to them, be of good cheer, for I've already overcome. I've already overcome the world. You don't realize, but when you got Jesus living on the inside of you, you have the overcomer living inside of you. <laughs> oh, shucks. Did, did you hear what I said? He, Jesus lives in me. He lives in me. I got the overcomer already living in me. You know how come I'm overcoming my situations? You know the reason? You want to know the secret to me overcoming every time the devil throws something at my way and I seem to bounce back from it? Every time it looked like I should be out for the count, I'm always coming back. Every time it looked like I should be down, somehow I'm getting elevated. You want to know the reason it is? It's because I got the overcomer living on the inside of me. He already overcame the world. Therefore, I overcome it because he's in me. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's already overcome. Therefore, because he overcame, I can overcome. And so there's nothing that the enemy can send my way that I cannot overcome. When you're on God's side, when you're in God's family, you overcome the world. Everything that exists in the world, I can overcome. This, 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 this uh, pandemic that we're going through, that we're living in right now has rattled a lot of people. It has it has caused people to become unbalanced, uneasy. People have somewhat lost their grip. 
lost their stamina because of whatever this has been. And I remember being in prayer. The Lord began to say to me, he said, when you speak and when you preach and when you talk to the people, when you talk to my people, I want you to remind them about putting their faith in me. I want you to remind them that we don't live by what we see. We live by what he said. If, if you got, if, if you gonna Facebook anything, if you gonna tweet anything, if you ought to tweet and Facebook this, that I'm not gonna live by what I see, I'm gonna live by what he said. When you live by what he said, you'll always get what he said. When you obey what he said, you'll always get what he said. I can't live by what I see and expect to get what he said. I can't behave myself according to what I see and then expect to get what he said. If I want God results, I got to do it God's way. Listen, when I, when I do my social distancing and wear my mask and fist bump, I don't want you to mistake it like I'm scared. I want you to understand that when I do it, I'm doing it to obey the laws of the land. But I'm not scared. Did you hear what I said? Could you imagine a Jesus? Could you imagine a Jesus doing his day? If he was scared to walk up to lepers and lay his hands on them and they be healed. Can you imagine what kind of Jesus we would have if he was scared? You know, if, if, if Jesus was living today and, and he was living during a COVID pandemic. He probably would walk up to somebody not even worried about social distancing. And worried about contact, he'll probably walk right on up to him, lay his hands on him, and say, "Be healed." Yeah, you know, Jesus, the, the, the Jesus that I read about, the Jesus that I understand, he probably would walk up to that blind man in the midst of COVID and, and put some spit in the ground and make some mud and and put it on his eyes and say, "Go wash in the pool of Siloam." The God that you serve, you understand. So I don't want you to mistake me doing all of this stuff as if I'm scared. Because I'm not scared. Because you know why I'm not scared? You know why I ain't got no reason to fear my sister? You know why I ain't got no reason to fear my brother? Because I got the overcomer living in me. And my faith is in nothing less than Jesus Christ. I don't put my faith in you because you can let me down. I know you might be morally good. I know you might be kind. I know you might be, I know you might be well and all of that kind of stuff. But can I tell you, huh, hallelujah, you got the potential to let me down. I know you love the person that's in the car with you. Because if you didn't, they wouldn't be in the car with you. But I know you love the person that's in the car with you. But can I tell you that they have the potential to let you down. So that's why Jesus said, I can't put, you can't put your faith in another man. There's only one person that I could put my faith in that'll never let me down. He'll never hurt me. He'll never break my heart. And his name is Jesus Christ. I said his name is Jesus Christ. One scripture says some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I will remember the name of our God. Because he will never let you down. He'll never let you down. He'll never fail you. God's record, God's credit is so good. When you read this Bible, you look at God's credit report. <laughs> I 
You'll never see a late payment on God's credit report. <laughs> You'll never see a repossession on God's credit report. Thank you for whoever blew your horn. Maybe you understand that God, hallelujah, he ain't got no bad credit with his children. He got a good resume of where he has always had a good record of keeping what belongs to him. God, I could take you through and show you through his credit report that he wasn't late with Abraham. Right when he, Abraham was getting ready to kill his son. At that very moment, the, hand, the angel of the Lord said, hey, stop! Look in that bush. And there was a ram in the bush. I can show you that God was never late. God had never failed his people. Leading a people of over a million through the Red Sea. Right when it looked like it wasn't no way out and they was getting ready to be captured. Here God go making water look like walls. And they walk on dry ground. And the next thing you know, right when the last person got over, right when the last person crossed that threshold, there come the walls tumbling down on Pharaoh's army. The three Hebrew boys put in that fire. They in there. But they walking around loose and giving God praise in the midst of some fire. Not getting burnt. God got good credit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. God got good credit. And if I'm going to put my faith in anything or anybody, it's going to be in Jesus Christ and what he did for me over 2,000 years ago. If I'm going to put my faith in anything, I'm going to put my faith in the cross of Calvary. Because at that cross, at that cross, that's where everything took place. That's where he took my sin. That's where he took my shame. That's where he took my guilt. He took it and nailed it to that cross. He took it there and he made an open show of the enemy right there at that cross. I want you to understand that you don't have a reason when you leave here today. I want you to understand you don't have a reason to fear. You don't have a reason to be scared. Because God's going to take care of us. Can you just tell somebody in the car next to you? God's going to take care of us. Blow your horn if you know God's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family. He's going to take care of my children. He's going to take care of my grandchildren. He's going to take care of my babies. He's going to take care of my body. He's going to take care of my finances. He's going to take care of us. And I leave you today as I get ready to go to my seat. And I want you to understand that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Even our faith. So, Father, we thank you this night, this morning. We thank you for your people all over this place. In every car, in every vehicle, every person that's present on the bleachers, under the patio. Father, we pray that you will increase our faith in you. The enemy is throwing a lot of things for us to fear. He's throwing a lot of things 
our way that calls us to fear. But Father, we thank you that your word stands still and it is stand true. And your word is from everlasting to everlasting. We thank you that you strengthen our faith today. Strengthen my sister's faith. Strengthen my brother's faith today in you. Let them know that you'll never fail them. Let them know that you'll never cause them to be defeated. But Lord, in your family we win. In your family we never lose, but in your family we win. And Father, I give your name praise for what you're about to do in my brother and what you're about to do in my sister. I hear your word say that he that had began a good work in us shall complete it, shall perfect it unto the day of Christ. Father, we thank you that you do not stop what you start. But Father, you'll complete it and we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for how you're working on us. We thank you for how you're fixing us. We thank you for how you're transforming us. And Lord, we give your name praise. We give your name glory. And we give your name honor. In Jesus' name, let every horn blow, every mouth open, and every hand clap. Praising him. Praising him. Praise him. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. We give your name praise. Hallelujah.